Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Hawk Talk podcast. My name is John Hawkins. I'll be your host. I uh, wanted to just kind of give you a quick little history of all of this. This is a project that I've been looking to do for well over two years since I quit my last podcast. I've been dying to get back into it. And for me, really, I couldn't find exactly the format that I was looking to do. I knew I didn't want to just do another uh, WordPress news type podcast. It really wasn't what I was into. And um, I really have to thank my first guest and had to make him my first guest because this this past month in December, we uh, paired up together at a WordCamp uh, event here in Las Vegas, and we did a presentation that was, instead of being more like uh, two guys standing up and doing a presentation, we actually did it more interview style, and he would ask me some questions about business, and I would give my answers, and we was real laid back, and I absolutely loved it, and uh, that was the catalyst for answering the question of what sort of podcast do you want to do? It was maybe four hours later that I was, uh, the light bulb ticked on and I was done and done. So let me introduce you to somebody who is one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, Dre Armada, Vice President of Operations at Web Dev Studios. How you doing, brother? I'm living the dream, brother. I can't, uh, I can't uh, emphasize how excited I am to, hear, uh, to be here with you, big guy. So I, I really appreciate it. Uh, this is... Uh... Like I said, this is something that I've been really wanting to do. Um, I've had the opportunity to do, be on some podcasts. I've been on some podcasts with you, um, which is great. But I've really wanted kind of something of my own, and uh, this is this format is something that um, you know for me it's going to be a little bit of a work in progress. I, I don't expect it to be amazing uh, right away, and I, I have a feeling it'll kind of shift and evolve over time. But uh, I, you know, I'm a big fan of just kind of of talking to people and um, just kind of getting into their headspace and, and things like that. So I, I don't really want it to be a interview show. It's not a, uh, you know, hey, Dre, what's your favorite WordPress plugin? That's not really what I'm after. Sure. I, don't, I don't really care about that. I mean, I would much rather kind of talk to you about, uh, uh, actually, first thing I want to talk to you about is WordCamp Vegas and that presentation. I mean, that was kind of your idea. Well, I, I, we've actually talked about it off and on for quite a while. For those that don't know, WordCamp is an event that revolves around WordPress specifically. They hold them uh, geographically all over the world uh, these days with 60 to 80 uh, of these events um, yearly. Um, the one in Vegas, John has been um, the host and the organizer for that for many years this year. Uh, he kind of stepped back a bit uh, to uh, push the reins to someone else and got to be uh, part of the presentation crew and, and such. And I was honored to join him there doing this. Uh, kind of just an open dialogue. We sat back. I mean, it, it, it could have only been better if we were sitting there with like a cigar and a scotch type atmosphere. It was super awesome. Without a doubt. Very, um, yeah, I mean, it was super informal. And I mean, I, I don't know, you're saying, I mean, we, we had a couple of people come up to us uh, uh, collectively afterwards telling us how, how much they enjoyed that personal uh, feeling that they got around the discussion, around a topic that, that was important to them. Yeah. Um, but even after that, uh, individually, people approached me going, wow, that was really cool. Uh, and not only did I get value out of the topics that you guys were discussing, um, you guys did it in a really, really comfortable way. Uh, I felt like I was part of the discussion, and that enabled me to maybe retain a little bit more than I would have uh, in a conventional uh, presentation. Yeah, I agree. That's 
and that's probably one of my favorite presentations that I've been a part of, um, mainly because again, it's it's taking off the shell of trying to do something very quote unquote formal, you know presentation up on the screen and there's nothing wrong with that i mean there's there's definitely a place for that type of presentation i i and i i'm not i i guarantee you i'm about to go do you know a hundred more of those yeah. but uh, <laughs> you <laughs> right exactly but um but really like when you strip all of that down and just kind of have two guys talking who um you know we've both kind of been through a, a bit of a roller coaster over the last couple of years in our businesses and just kind of doing different things and when you kind of strip all of that other crap away and just kind of talk real about uh, about those things and how they affect you and and that's kind of uh, you know I'm I'm a very personal guy and I I like that. I like to share what's going on in my life and and talk to people about that and I you know I rarely will hold anything back so uh when you kind of get into that mode and and talk in that way uh I think the you know the people in the audience kind of they can feel that and uh they do they they kind of can take away uh a lot more from that rather than just uh you know somebody maybe reading some bullet points off of a off a slide well there there's something um organic very genuine to that that type of approach uh I'm the same way I'm very transparent about all aspects of my life um I think that uh you know, many years ago in the Navy, I spent 12 years in the Navy, John. Um, mm-hmm. It was awesome, and, and you know this, but uh, I, I, at one point, felt that I had all the tools in place to walk away uh, from what I'd done there. And I'd done well. I was Sailor of the Year. I had all these Navy Achievement Medals and all this fun stuff. But although I was feeling like I was doing something big in, in, in that monster of an organization, I certainly felt like it was lost in, in, in maybe in translation to an extent. It wasn't affecting a worldwide capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that if you're open and you're, you're genuine and you're transparent in those things and experiences that you have, you're not as unique as you may think. Um, right. And you can certainly affect a bigger, uh, a, a bigger audience, right? Um, it's what I set out for uh, to do when I left the Navy. I said, you know, I can, I can impact uh, people in a bigger way. I can tell my story. I can talk about all these things that I know. Um, and you know, come to find out, there was a lot of people that needed to hear those things and and uh, wanted to learn some of the things that I had experienced, right? Yeah. So that open nature, that genuine kind of approach, and, and and really being able to dialogue about those experiences that helped you um, are, are a big deal, and they, they help a lot a lot of people out there. Yeah, you know, actually, somebody uh, just today shot me an email, and they they wanted to. Uh, they're going to do an article talking about our local WordPress meetup that we have here in Vegas. And, um, and she started asking me some questions. And one of the ones that she asked that uh, always uh, just kind of strikes right to the heart of it is, you know, why did you start it? Why did you start the meetup? Because, you know, I started it back in uh, 2011. And, you know, we've grown it to now. We've got about 670 uh, members in there. And, I mean when you when you grow something from being almost nothing to just this big number of people and you know when she asked me why I started it for me it always has been about teaching people I love teaching people and I love introducing people to other people and Heck yeah. the meetup Heck. is just such a great venue for that and so, I mean same with like the WordCamp events that we go to I mean they're they're really great sure. at that about uh, great about that as well, but the meetups are uh, a, I, I guess I'd say a little less formal than a WordCamp. Not that a WordCamp is all that formal, but uh, but but often more personal because of the scale, yeah. right? 
Yeah. And I think that uh, people come to the meetups, especially after you've been to two or three meetups, people kind of start to get a little bit more comfortable and they'll open up and and they'll they'll know that it's okay to ask a question that, you know, they'll go, oh, I'm going to ask a stupid question. No, it's not a stupid question. Everybody's just at these different levels. And so that, you know, why did I start the meetup? Well, I started the meetup because I love the idea of Anybody, I don't care what level you're at, you can get up there and talk for 10 minutes about a subject, and you may think, oh, I'm, I, I'm not smart enough to, to be up on the stage. I don't know nearly enough about WordPress to, to talk about it. And, you know, the answer to that is bull. <laughs> yeah, totally, you totally. absolutely are because no matter where you are there's somebody right behind you who doesn't know that one thing that you know and that's always been the thing for me and i love you know the at our meetup it took a long time we were we were probably six or eight months in before we had more than three people who ever spoke at the meetup because yeah. everybody was just afraid so you know, I, it's now we're at a point where I I can go two or three months without talking at our meetup because we just got enough people who are now, hey, you know, I'll I'll come in, I'll talk about, uh, you know, the Yoast SEO plugin and stuff like that. So I love that. That's why did I build it? That's why I built it. Right. Well, there. you you enabled them, right? And, yeah. and it's you know equate each one of those uh, visitors at the meetup to a tree, and then it spreads like wildfire. They all burn, baby. Everybody ends up doing it. And um, one person that maybe didn't have the confidence before, and someone else looking at them going, wait a second, if they can do it, why can't I do it? You know, and ultimately they get up there and they may not be complete experts at it, but the people that are experts at it will end up teaching them things that they didn't know, totally. which then trickles down those branches to everybody else that didn't know as much as the person that presented, right? So it's like this really crazy, like, cyclic effect uh, that just empowers people, teaches, and builds community. It is yeah. is a Oh man, it's it's so crazy. It's it's such a good experience. Those are the those are the things that drive me uh, the same way. I mean, it, it's it's just a fun fun part of uh, kind of my involvement in tech in general, um, and and the things that I want to help uh, help people learn. Um, it's the reason I, I started uh, uh, the event in San Diego years back yeah. was like, geez, how come no one's doing this here? It's such an awesome thing for people to learn. We've got this huge vibrant community in San Diego. How come we're not? hosting a bigger event and bringing awesome, really intelligent people like John Hawkins and, 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 you know, the Brad Williams of the world and whoever else down here to, to, to interact with this yeah. community down here. Absolutely. So in link, trying to, to extend, uh, uh, these relationships and the ability to learn and empowering people. Yeah, actually, I mean, at our meetup, um, before, before we were in the space that we're in now, um, one of the things that we did that I thought was really cool is we actually had you do a presentation via Skype and, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so awesome. And in uh, actually preparing for this podcast today, I was thinking about that. I'm like, you know, I got to do that some more. There's there's so many, you know, obviously we've got a lot of smart people here in Las Vegas, but, you know, this this WordPress community is kind of worldwide. There's nothing saying that I can't talk to, uh, you know, talk to some guys from back east or San Diego, SoCal, and uh, all points in between and just say, hey, why don't you, uh, why don't we just line you up to talk about whatever it is you want to talk about and just kind of bring in different voices. And I I think there's a, a lot of value in that.
as well. Uh, there's a huge value in that. You're still getting, you know, uh, interaction with with people that maybe you wouldn't get to hear um, a live and inter, you know, quite Q and A type style. Yeah. Uh, you might see presentations and stuff online, but it's it's certainly more interactive, um, and that, that's a treat for the for the local meetup, right? Totally. Um, and that, that extends well beyond WordPress, though, right? Like any type of meetup uh, and technology out there that's doing these types of uh, discussions and community building events has the opportunity to do those things, um, and that's certainly uh, again it brings is that maybe that gap that's there with folks that are uh, experts in specific inter- areas that you wouldn't generally have interaction with. Yeah, no, we have the technology. Let's uh, let's use it. That's for sure. Kind of uh, jumping back to the WordCamp stuff for just a second. Uh-huh. Do you? Um, I, I've been to a lot of WordCamps. You've been to a lot of WordCamps, and oh, yeah. uh, you know, early on when I first started about five years ago, going to them. Um, you know, a lot of them started to feel a little cookie cutter, right? I mean, they all kind of had the the same basic set of talks. You know, you need a WordPress 101, you need a security talk, you need a plugin development, theme de- design, uh, and you know, there you go. You're you're that's that's one track, and away you go. You're done. Um, and now these days, there have been a lot more uh, WordCamps that are doing. Um, like a second day where it's more of like workshops and business talks and things like that. I mean, I, I find this shift to be pretty awesome, but I've, you know, I've, I hear some people who are like, Oh, I I wish it was more WordPress centric. And, um, you know, they don't necessarily want to hear about the SEO stuff, but I mean, I think there's huge value in all of that things. And, um, well, what is, well, what is, let me, let me ask, well, let's take it from the context of one question specific. mm -hmm. What is WordPress? Right. Like who dictates that? Like for someone to say, I want, I wish it was more WordPress centric. Well, those things are WordPress, right? Yeah. The business aspect of it, the SEO piece, whether you're working around real estate or you're building plugins or you're coming in and using it as a framework for applications. These are all different aspects of it. Those all sit behind a design layer, right? Like who's to say that that's not WordPress? I think the fundamentally the idea here is to continue harvesting people that are really interested in building their WordPress yeah. and the, the chance of bringing in people that aren't experienced with the community and haven't been to one of these events should always be at the forefront of these events. And if we're not enticing the peoples that have been there uh, and that have presented and have created this and have that mind um, around uh, their WordPress or what the community feels it should be, uh, and we're not bringing them to help educate and be stewards and evangelists for those new people coming in, then we lose the whole essence of community, which what's what drives you uh, to to be enabled to build your WordPress, yeah. so the shift and the evolution around it it needs to happen. Um, it's it's the logical progression. If we don't have shifts in the way that we present things, you and I sitting there and being very impersonal and and and, and being very um, uh, um, open and transparent. If we if we sit there and do the same presentation over and over, we may not be interested to go in there and present anymore. Yeah, and what ends up happening is those new people that we're trying to build into this community and power to uh, to build their WordPress, they're they're just not going to be interested. So the fundamental shift needs to be there. That evolution is necessary. I could not could not agree more. That's uh, I'm going to have to just capture that as a soundbite and just carry that around on my phone. So the next time somebody comes up to me, I'll just kind of play that for them. That'll be. Well, you know, I've heard the discussion before. Well, it's not the same as WordCamps were. I'm like, it's not supposed to be. Yeah. Um, 
that was great then. WordPress is so more, so much more than that now. I mean, we're 24, 25% of the internet. And again, you know, you you mentioned it. This is this is this podcast is bigger than WordPress, but we can take that as a, a, as a, a sounding block. It is um, it is how a community builds around technology, um, and and we've got to understand that you know if you don't keep moving, um, someone's going to pass you. And ultimately, uh, this this has become something uh, very dynamic. It, it WordPress is what you make of it and what it means to you. Um, so you need to build in that direction. Like you, you have the ability to do that. You have the resources out there. Uh, make it yours. Yeah, that's that's an absolutely great point. I, I love it. So let's kind of switch and let's kind of talk about business a little bit because you uh, you went through a pretty big shift in mm-hmm. 2014. You well, I mean, going way back, like when you and I kind of first met, you you were at yeah. uh, Cubic Two and you were doing design stuff. And I mean, I don't know, you're, were you also doing uh, were you doing the building as well, or were you more just stuck on the design side? Yeah. So um, my my. Let's step back a little bit even further before uh, I started my consultancy. Uh, mm-hmm. Cubic Two was a consultancy that I started with my brother-in-law, uh, Tony Perez, back in like, uh, geez, 2009, I think, end of 2009, mm-hmm. 2008. Um, in any event, um, back uh, in, the, in the late 90s, I was in the Navy. I was a resident geek at a, a squadron, VFA 147, out of Lemoore, California. The chief warrant officer walks up to me uh, and goes, hey, you're our resident geek. You're networking all of our NT and Windows you know, uh, 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 3.1 machines. Awesome. You're now you're going to create our intranet. I'm like, I've never freaking touched anything uh, on the internet, a website. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, well, here's a, a, a front page, Microsoft front page. Here's Adobe 4.5, uh, Photoshop 4.5. 4.5, like holy, holy wow. bejesus! So, yeah. um, you're you got two weeks, get it done, there, shipmate. I'm like, well, Roger that, dude. I fell in love. I'm like, I was like, wow, this internet thing's pretty cool. I mean, complete terrible markup, um, even crappier styling, all most of it in line, if not at all of it, <clears throat> and the graphics are just hideous. I mean, that's the typical stuff you would expect in, in in the 90s. Sure. Um, I built several on, of those sites. Yeah, he's like, I was in. Yeah, um, sign me up. Yeah, I probably stole some of your, your scrolling marquees. Uh, it was <laughs> the, the, the blink open. tag. Go blink. Yeah, you, oh, geez. A um, few years removed from that, I'm, I'm now stationed in Naples, Italy, um, like 2003, 2004 timeframe. I had uh, started developing uh, uh, different graphics, logo design, um, package design, um, even a couple websites for people. And I was displaying them in a static uh, uh, way, like – even it's funny that the news feed was like a page and I was pulling that through an iframe. So I would update the page and then the news would look like it was dynamically updating on the site and all this crap. It looked, it was terrible, but it really challenging to manage. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> From a portfolio perspective, I had a tough time because it wasn't dynamic. It was really static. So I started looking for a uh, um, uh, content management system um, to, um, to figure that out. And WordPress was the answer uh, that I came up with in 2004. I built my first theme. In fact, my uh, and not that it's been as productive or helpful as auto, but my actual user ID on WordPress.org uh, dates back further than autos. So there's a tidbit for you. Wow, that's uh, awesome. Push that forward. Uh, 2009, I'd been working and developing uh, themes, uh, not so much coding uh, uh, like plugins and stuff, sure. but uh, certainly working working through themes uh, from scratch using frameworks and such. 2009, I decided, look, maybe it's time to kind of put some formality behind this, and we built Cubic 2. Um, 
and that's around the time we met. Uh, yeah. Maybe probably the next year, I think. Uh, well, I started going to work camps right around like like the year before we met, and I, I, I it's it all blends in at this point. Yeah. I, I'm not sure where it was. Um, and at the same time, I I got out of the Navy in 07. Um, I was already I had. I'd stepped out into an information security company as uh, the VP of engineering there. Running the software development lifecycle stuff, we were doing some work with some open source projects uh, like uh, OSEC HIDS, which is a host intrusion detection system used uh, on uh, networks um, uh, to figure out if people are trying to like break into your system. That's a well, little different Daniels. than logo design. Yeah, so that was kind of like on the Navy side, right? So I, I took it as my own personal hobby uh, to start, at, which kind of excelled from there, uh, creating graphics and websites. On the Navy side, I was working various aspects of, of security, whether physical security, uh, cryptography, uh, infosec. And that's really what provided me the path uh, beyond my Navy uh, time into a career, um, which kind of everything started to blend together, really. I was doing aspects of both, and I have been ever since. Um, I, I got out. I went and worked for a company uh, that got acquired. I was back and forth. I moved uh, to Chicago for a couple of years, get back to California. I had already met Daniel Sid, and we were toying with this concept of how how can we monitor websites uh, remotely in a way that we can dispatch alerts when uh, a website is hacked or has run across uh, some type of malicious attack that we that's known that we have in some definition you know database somehow mm -hmm. uh, he's he's like kind of the mastermind behind that uh i'm toying with it uh giving him ideas and that's where security kind of uh came from he developed you know this this really neat algorithm and and uh engine to do this and um by t uh, 2010 we decided maybe you know maybe maybe we should uh try to push this as a service um and uh that year yeah, uh, we did. We sold it for like a few bucks, I think, a month or something um, in February of that year. By June, we uh, we had created an LLC and we had officially partnered up. And that was the beginning or the inception of the actual company and organization, Sukuri, Securi, which uh, which everybody knows of today. Um, which, when I mean, that if, was going on, if you're not in the WordPress community and listening to this podcast, I mean, just to give you a general idea, um, if you talk about security in the WordPress space, there is literally one name that you talk about, and it's security. Uh, the company that you built, Dre, is, it's no small thing. I mean, you guys, you blew the hell up. I mean, you guys went from yeah. working on Cubic 2 and doing security as kind of a little side thing and da-da-da-da, and yeah. I mean, you and I had a conversation one day where you're just like, Hey brother, I need somebody who I can send all, you know, anybody who comes to me with a website design or website yeah. build, who can I send these guys to you because we're just overloaded doing this other thing. And I mean, it really, I mean, you know, they always talk about it, right? It uh, takes 10 years to be an overnight sensation. Um, <laughs> but you know, that's kind of like behind the scenes, you guys were sitting there doing all the, all the, the building. And then it really just seemed like maybe over the course of, uh, of about a six month period, you guys went from yeah. being, you know, a little, Hey, this is something that we do on the weekends to, um, hiring. I mean, I don't even know how many people you guys are, were at, I mean, at, at, at security. Yeah. We were in the mid thirties when, when I, when I, uh, stepped down, uh, CEO at the beginning, uh, beginning of this year, or earlier this year. So, yeah, it, it certainly grew. Um, you know, we, we decided to focus on it uh, directly in like end of 2010, early 2011. In fact, I went full time as a full time employee uh, uh, at Securi uh, in May of 2011. 
uh, because that was like the week before WordCamp, the first WordCamp San Diego. Um, and, and yeah, from there on out, um, yeah, that's all she wrote. It's crazy. So security, security uh-huh. blows up and you, you're doing that from 2011, mid 2011 up through, uh, sometime in 2014. And uh-huh. then in 2014, uh, well, 20, 2010, a full-time, yeah, 20, 2011. Okay, 2011, 2010, 2011 full-time, and then sometime in 2014, you decide, I'm going to step out. I'm done. I'm going to move on. I want to do something else. Um, so, like, for me, I mean, obviously, it was a very very successful company. still is going strong. I mean, there's, you know, there's nothing wrong there. there. There was nothing physically wrong from the outside that I could tell. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of curious, like what, what sort of, what sort of thought process, what, what were you, what were you thinking, man? Um, (laughs) but, uh, no, not, not just that, but like what, uh, you know, was there something that you were missing or something that you weren't kind of getting out of it, um, you know, personally that kind of made you kind of feel like I I just kind of want to do something else or, you know, what was, if you don't mind talking about it, what was your, uh, what was your reason for leaving, I guess? Uh, well, I, I don't mind talking about it at all. Um, and to, for the record, the company's doing really great. Uh, my brother-in-law, Tony Perez, is is actually the CEO of the company now and running it uh, very smoothly with, with uh, Daniel, and they're still uh, progressing and growing just fine. Um, I think there comes to a point where, you know, we're – I'm I'm more of a jack of all trades, master of none. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm by no means a professional CEO. Very excited and very – honored to have been a part of of the growth there and been a part uh, of something that started from a napkin idea into a multi-million dollar worldwide organization company right Pretty I, crazy. I guess i should also say you know from uh, to those that don't know security wasn't just a wordpress security thing i mean you guys no. did everything yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's still platform agnostic. Um, it was a malware remediation service, monitoring service, yeah. uh, which turned into like a uh, also a protective service with a firewall component. Yeah. Um, and still is today. Um, I think for me that that progressive state of of being able to take an idea and nurture it into something that helps uh, people at scale mm-hmm. um, is pretty awesome. Uh, evangelizing around something that I really believe in. And not that I didn't believe on it when I left, but the message had already uh, uh, infiltrated a sure. lot of people and affected a lot of people in a big way. Um, we got people to really think about security a bit more proactively than they did um, before we started the company. I spoke, Jay, I, I, I think I trail you, only you, in, in the, the amount of WordCamps I've been to. That's not to speak of any other event that I've been to over these few years, speaking and, and really talking about why security is so important on the web. Um, to the point where we had people, you know, uh, really pushing and presenting these same things that we were presenting um, and and giving us, you know, the, the um, uh, point on that. Like, hey, you guys really did that. Like, so I think that the company got to a point where um, uh, certainly there was a lot of overlap in what I and Tony were doing, uh, that the stage of growth where I'm really excited about had already kind of uh, pushed on. Got it. Uh, we're re- really into a large operational growth stage in that company where that is really strong suited for someone with Tony's experience, where in my my ability to come and scale uh, early on uh, had already kind of passed. So um, 
I don't know. I, th- I think that for me personally, uh, that grind of starting a tech startup, uh, yeah. not even just like a services business, because it was very different than what you expect, like in a project based business, right? Yeah. You're, t- you're talking about a service, you're talking about uh, a software as a service, you're talking about churn, uh, you're talking about um, uh, total cost of acquisition, and all these little components to, to really, and that you got to tweak and, and make work, you know, funnel and, and um, conversion optimization. Jeez, uh, the marketing side of it, we were very organic, very non-traditional in terms of putting ads and all this stuff. Like that grind is exciting. And we were to a stage where now it was beyond that initial maybe growth. Um, so I think that, you know, it got to a point where maybe the company and I were moving away from each other in terms of what we could do for each other. Yeah, no, um, I, I fully respect so, that. I, I get that. Yes, I mean, instead of instead of getting into a spot where, like, it, it really turns into a, 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 a toxic um, all-around, uh, I think, situation, um, it, it was it was probably a good spot to allow the company, um, you know, to grow in, in maybe a, a better way than I could have after that point. Well, you and know, I, I mean, you, you, it sounds like uh, you may have gotten to a point where um, where it may have be started to become a job rather than like, you know, because I'm kind of the same way. I love building something from scratch, right? Like the idea of just kind of taking that idea of something and turning it into something much bigger. Like I love that. Like there's, you know, you want to work the 24-7. You want to just always be on it and just kind of pounding at it. And, you know, it's, it is. It's very possible to get to a point where you uh, where you go, you know what? We've, we've kind of built the thing. Here it is. And and now all of the stuff that it needs isn't necessarily the stuff that excites me. Uh, maybe I just step aside and, and let somebody else run with the ball a little bit. I um, That was the best damn three, four-month vacation I've ever had in my life uh, <laughs> after after uh, yeah. uh, the, the, the move. Um, well, actually, probably the only three or four-month vacation well, right, that I yeah. could sort of like you know, early high school years hey i loved uh, i loved following your antics on the internet as you were just gallivanting around the the globe just kind of doing uh, whatever the hell you wanted it was fantastic that was great it you know uh did some travel uh got some well needed you know that's one of the other parts of that that grind right is is uh, work life balance yeah. uh health um it, it sometimes takes a back seat and um i certainly feel like i um i, I miss some years with my girls uh, and some times with my girls that uh um you know i could say hey no i was there building the business but ultimately you know um you never get those you those get times back. back it's man and um, you know, that I'm certain that 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 had uh, a part part to do with with the whole thing and uh, kind of my um, my time off. My work life balance now is very different. Um, you know, the the health and the, the care that I, I think about and that I implement today is very different than it was two years ago. Um, I couldn't ask to be in a better place, man. Yeah. Couldn't ask for a better place. Yeah. Actually, let's talk about that a little bit. The uh, the health side of things, because, uh, I mean, you know, over the past, wh- there was a turning point for you. You were, um, uh, you were a much bigger guy a short short hey. time ago. How you doing? Hey yo. Hey. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, you uh, you know, you dropped a bunch of pounds. You dove yeah. headfirst into uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and really just kind of used that yeah. training regimen to to kind of get yourself back into shape. I think you quit smoking. Um, yeah. It's been two years now, man. Oh man! Over Congratulations. Two, two, two awesome. and a half years back. Wow. Yeah. It's super fun what was the turning point for you? Like, what did you wake up one day and just go, ah, oh, crap, I, this has got to change or. 
Well, it started with the smoking. Two and a half years ago, I did that, and uh, that you, you know, it's like that that saying: it gets worse before it gets better. Um, there, there's there's impacts to that. There's there's side kind of side effects to that. Um, I was a heavy smoker. Smoked two packs of cigarettes a day for 20 years, um, and um, I I was feeling terrible. Uh, at the same time, I wasn't exercising. I was eating terribly. Just feeling like garbage. Um, and it got to the point where I just, I look at my kids and and you know they look back at me like, dude, what are you what are you doing? And I, I, you know, enough was enough. I had enough. Uh, I went on a business trip that, uh, out of the country for a week. Um, the Saturday night before, I lit the last one up, dropped it, never touched them again. And, and I never will. Um, have no doubt of that. Uh, but but some of the impacts or side effects of that is you start to supplement that that craving or uh, augment the feeling uh, with something else. Mm-hmm. I did it with food, a whole lot of it. Um, and. <laughs> And food is delicious. You're starting to taste things that you've never tasted in, in the way that you do now, right? And it's like, whoa, this is pretty good. Can I have it like quadruple, triple, you know, supersize? Let, Heart let's attack grill size. Yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah, like twice twice a week, twice a day. Yeah. Um, so I got up. I ballooned up to like 270 pounds. Mind you, I'm like just short of 5'11". Like that's not a good look. Um, not feeling great. So over time, um, you know, uh, Tony, uh, my, my um, uh, brother-in-law, and my uh, business partner, Daniel Sid, have, uh, were both um, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys, uh, respectively. Uh, we get to a point where they open a new gym here by the house. Uh, it's a Carlson Gracie uh, School, Rambar, Orlando. Great, great guy, great school. Um, and um, at the time, Tony's try, trying to, like, get me to get over there. I'm like, dude, you, this is a spectator sport for me. There's no way. Uh, I love USC. I love MMA. I love uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but I'm not getting involved. Then comes along my oldest daughter and goes, hey, dad, I want to do MMA. So I don't know if like someone put her up to it or what, uh, but she goes, I want to do that. And I go, look, here's the deal. I think you need to start in your ground game if you want to do MMA. So you, you probably want to start to grapple uh, and be able to uh, def- intelligently defend yourself on the ground. Uh, let's go check out this new school that your uncle's going to, and uh, we'll figure it out if it fits for you. If it does, we'll try it out, and then we'll go from there. You know, you want to progress into MMA, that's probably the great, greatest foundation you can, you can start with. We get over there. She goes, Dad, this is awesome. Look at your your your, uh, your brother. You know, look at Uncle Tony. Um, I want to do it, but only if you do it. I go, oh, crap. So I can't let her down, right? At this point, I go, look, all right, let's go ahead and try it out. We tried it out for a week. Uh, this is in May of uh, 2013 now and uh, never looked back. Um, I uh, got promoted to Blue Belt uh, last year during the summer. Uh, I've competed uh, multiple times. I took uh, second at Worlds, won the Las Vegas Open, um, and I'll be competing at the Pan Ams here in uh, March in Irvine um, as a Blue Belt uh, ready to rock and roll. So it's it has completely impacted me physically, certainly mentally, being that when you look at jiu-jitsu and what it is, it is, is it's the gentle art, but it is a, a type of chess, if you will. Um, it's strategic. It is, it is endless. It is infinite. Um, and that is absolutely intriguing because that, um, that feeling like, uh, ah, we've already did, done it and we've built it. What do we do now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll never get that feeling with jujitsu because it is, I mean, you're a black three degree black belt and you're still learning. Right. Um, and that's, ex- that's exciting to me. I've been able to, to take and carry some of that into my everyday, uh, whether it's business, whether it's personal life. Um, and it certainly has positively influenced not just me, but my family. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my wife tried it. Wasn't for her, but she absolutely got on the mat and tried it. Nice. All of my kids, uh, short of my my uh, four year old, have tried it and have competed, uh, and have medaled. So um, it has been something that uh, that's that's been part of the household ever since, and I don't foresee it to that to change anytime soon. 
That's awesome. So, uh, outside of the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, what other what other stuff did you change? I mean, I'm sure you changed eating habits and stuff like that. But did you did you break into any other sort of uh, <laughs> like workout? Or because like for me, uh, when I when I decided to make my switch, mine was literally one day. We bought a Fitbit and we I next day somebody started keeping score so i had to get to 10,000 steps awesome. and yeah. you were you know, not being me exactly exactly. <laughs> exactly and uh you know i ended up just walking i lost 20 pounds just walking that's so awesome and so i i was just kind of curious i mean you know brazilian mm-hmm. jiu jitsu you can i'm guessing there's only so many hours a day that you can kind of do that or only so many days a week yeah. that you can do that what what else did you well, kind of implement? until your bone until your bones start breaking down and every joint in your body hurt which is inherent with that sport but it's 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 a kind pain pain you 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 um you miss it when it's gone um you, yeah i mean i was training uh at the peak i've slowed down remember that hiatus we talked about i certainly took uh some time off of that uh, and the other changes that I had made, which were, uh, most importantly, um, uh, my diet, um, not in the sense of going on a diet. I was not rocking Jenny Craig folks. Uh, but I was certainly watching my intake, the amount of food that I was eating, yeah. the types of foods that I was eating when I was eating, um, how they were cooked. Yep. Um, and all those alongside the jujitsu, which let me tell you, I could feel the impact if I have and I get if I get on the mat today after eating a cheeseburger for lunch, it's very different than if I got on the mat after eating a nice clean salad with uh, with a lean piece of uh, of uh, grilled chicken, right? Yeah. Like to the point where my my coach, my professor, will look at me and go, "Dre, you ate you ate like crap today at lunch, didn't you?" Yes, professor, I did. We know it right away, right? Yeah. So it. Th- it was cool when I wasn't really like uh, doing anything crazy around my food, except not eating something that would give me a heart attack on the spot. Um, I was losing weight and I was progressing, um, losing belt sizes, in fact. But the moment I shifted into a really clean eating regimen alongside of the, the you know, um, uh, the jujitsu two, three, four, five, six days a week, uh, dude, it was it, I was dumping it like buckets of water. It was crazy. That's awesome. So for me, I've been. Um... I've been very clear with people that I am not on a diet and I, <laughs> I actually hate the word diet. And I think, uh, you know, we're right at the beginning of the new year right now. So, you know, everybody's got their new year's resolutions. This, that, yeah, the, other. the gym will be packed for the next two weeks. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Are you kidding? I actually, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm waiting to start watching, uh, Craigslist at the, uh, at the beginning of February to go be, to go buy all of the equipment that people have bought at half price. So that's my, uh, that's my goal. But Dude, so you're going to have me, a whole gym. <laughs> exactly. And my, my garage is going to just be a, a gym is what my plan is. But so for me, like the, the idea of being quote unquote on a diet, like that's never been the thing. So, I mean, for me, and my wife, we just kind of started making better choices. And so instead of going and having a, a, a double cheeseburger or whatever, you know, maybe now we'll have a burger, but we'll do it protein style. Or uh, we eat a lot more salads and chicken and steak sure. and broccoli and and things like that. And we really try to cut out a lot of the rice and the pasta. And um, I don't want to say that we went on a no carb diet because that's really not the 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 case but you know well, for me it's not good for you either not only is it not good for you but it's also completely not sustainable because you're going to get to a point where you're just going to be like oh my god i just got to go devour 14 pizzas yeah <laughs> you uh would you like some rolls in fact hold everything else and bring me seven baskets of rolls exactly. Hi, can i please have a an order of a loaf of bread 
and that's it. So, yeah, I mean, that's just not sustainable um, in day-to-day life uh, for the way that, you know, I, here's the thing. I'm not, tr- I'm not training for anything. I'm not, uh, I'm not getting, I don't plan on competing. I don't, it's none of that. All it is is just more of a sustainable, livable, something that I can live with. Here's the thing. If I want a double cheeseburger right now, guess what? I'm going to go get a double cheeseburger right now. I'm just going to hit the gym tomorrow. That's all. But guess what? I was probably going to hit the gym tomorrow anyway. But that's a, that's a different point. So, Well, I, um, I, my little hiatus, I, I gained a few pounds back, which I knew was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And now start, uh, well, now starts my uh, training camp for, for the uh, competition in March. So we'll be cool, back uh, uh, at full speed here uh, at the end of uh, February. Good for you. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, I'm looking forward. I know I uh, I know you're gonna get to hang out here pretty quick. We've got a couple mm-hmm. of different events. You're gonna be out here uh, next month for the Prestige yep. Conf, I believe, right? But That's uh, even sooner than that. Um, timing being what it is, this being episode number one of the Hawk Talk podcast, um, I'm also very excited to get to hang out with you. So this episode is going to drop on Wednesday in the morning, and Wednesday night I get to hang out with you on your other podcast, the Dradcast at Dradcast.com. It'll be my third time on your show. I'm very, very excited. I believe that the only other person that has actually aired with us, not three episodes, but has aired with us more than twice is Matt Mullenweg, the founder of WordPress himself. So co-founder of WordPress himself. So, yeah, you will be, I believe, the first one to actually have three full episodes with your name attached to it. And for good reason, you're that guy that's supposed to have at least three episodes. I appreciate that. I'm very excited. Every time I'm on there, uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, if you guys out there, are, if you like podcasts and you, you like getting to hear a couple of guys having a really good time and, and talking uh, about the WordPress community and uh, what's going on, you, you can't do much better than the Dradcast. Dre, it has been awesome having you on here. As always, we could probably sit here and talk for about another 27 hours, but uh, I'll bet people would start turning out, tuning out by then. So why don't you let people know where they can, uh, can find you online? Uh, they can find me at Twitter, at DreMeda, D-R-E-M-E-D-A, or you can find me at my very well-neglected blog, Armeda.com. Uh, or DreJitsu.com uh, if you want to follow up on some of my uh, j- uh, jiu-jitsu stories. That's awesome. Dre, looking forward to seeing you. Thank you so much for being here. That's the wrap-up for the first episode of the Hawk Talk podcast. Thank you very much, and I'll talk to you soon. Have a great one.